What's up, Slow Drip listeners? This is your host, Zach. And Matt. And we have an exciting announcement. CisternaCoffeeCo.com is officially up and running. We are live. And everything is in stock. Uh, We've got our mugs ready to ship. Right in time for Christmas. Today's date is December the 7th. Um, So everything is ready for you to go. Um, Bolivian coffee's in stock. Thai coffee's in stock. Everything's freshly roasted. Coffee mugs, decals. Uh, This has been a long time coming. The site is beautiful and uh, ready to go. So... Wherever you're joining us on the Slow Drip journey, whether it's episode one or the end of the season, take a minute and go check out our new website and store and uh, pick up some coffee just in time for the holidays. I'm going to I'm going to start over, but I'm going to bring the energy you bring when you answer the phone when I call. Okay. Hello. Hey. Welcome to the Slow Drip Podcast. I'm Matt Luce. With me as always is Zach Moore. I don't see the problem. That is neut- about as neutral as you can get. You're, you answer the phone in beige. Welcome back to the Slow Drip Podcast. I'm Matt Luce, and with me, as always, is Zach Moore, and we are very, very thrilled that you've joined us for another fresh episode of The Slow mm-hmm. Drip today. Um, we are sampling a steady state coffee today. Uh, this is a Colombian from Las Nubes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Las Nubes. Single origin, Colombia... What else is which on is uh, tasting notes of strawberry, vanilla, cherry, and chocolate, which is just personally. And I've sent this. I sent this label to you days ago. I feel like some coffee companies are getting a little out of hand with their tasting notes. I mean, I got one once recently from Trade, not recently, within the last six months, that was tastes like peach gummy rings and broadsheets last week was tastes like grape Great candy. candy yeah so i mean and i don't know they're not wrong but i feel like it's just kind of a little over the top some of these like that one i mean it's a great coffee yeah it's good and i'm not i'm not poo-pooing it whatsoever it's a great single origin colombian light roast coffee um your dad filter is still on just i know yeah, I, well, looks I'm at home, um, <laughs> but strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, and cherry. It, it, you could have said ice cream. Yeah, this is a scoop of Neapolitan ice cream with a cherry on top, and add a little whip whipped cream yeah. in there. I don't know if I would go that far, but I mean, I, I get I get some brighter notes that I think are probably the cherry, the stone fruit. Um, Cocoa is easy to pick out in, in tasting notes. Um, the hardest tasting note for me is it's the vanilla. Vanilla, yeah, exactly. Me too. Um, but the strawberry, the cherry, definitely. Fruit, berry notes definitely come through. And then, um, 
I just don't get the vanilla. Pitolito. But again, I, I wanted to have this one and talk about it today because I do think sometimes different coffee companies go a little overboard with their tasting notes. I mean, everybody's trying to differentiate themselves. Um, and we, we work really hard at Cisterna to, you know, have some really, you know, spot on tasting notes with all of our different varieties that, that we have coming out. So mm-hmm. it is I, a good coffee though. It, it is a good coffee. And I'm almost done. That's why I left you the rest over there. I just feel like saying it's Neapolitan ice cream with the cherry on top is kind of phoning it in a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, uh, that's my thoughts on specialty coffee industry currently and uh but it is a really good cup of coffee i will say that but i mean there's not been any steady state coffees that i've had that i didn't enjoy so the uh one i gave you last week are you sure that was an ethiopian i thought it was I don't know that I would give you an Ethiopian. Well, I mean, I could, I don't know. It might have been a different Colombian. Um, it was good. I, I finished it off really quickly. So. Real fast. You went through that entire bag in less than a week. It had been opened. I, I used 40 grams. I made one <sighs> pot of coffee. Now I want to figure out which one it is. So why don't you set up the the episode um, and get us started? And I'm going to look up on trade, steady state, and figure out which one you gave me. And you're right. I, I did. It wasn't the only coffee I was drinking, too. Like, if you want to just bird dog that point home, I do drink a lot of coffee. Um, but I stretch it out throughout the day. And it's not like I need, you know. I've worked really hard to not be caffeine dependent. I just enjoy a cup of coffee mm-hmm. often. So that's, if that makes sense to our listeners. It's not even in my email. Well, you're setting up the episode. You're setting up the episode. And I'm going to tell you what it is. <sighs> this week's episode. We're talking about love and caring, destruction, a slow descent into madness. So your daily regimen and walk in life? Oh, that's my morning routine. Right. I'm already there. <laughs> I wake up. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, yeah. That is pre-lunch. Yeah. That is between the hours of 8.15 a.m. and 11.45. Which, by the way, I have already had three hours up at that point most days. I think yeah, but what time do you go to bed? Uh, 9.30. Yeah. I went to bed at one ten last mm-hmm. night. I know. No, I know. I, I was actually about to say that Iris and I were laughing the other day that uh, we... Ha- our schedules overlap a little bit. They're not exactly the same. Like you, you'll send me stuff at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> that I won't get until the next morning, but I'll respond to the email by 6 a.m. And I'm like, I know you're not going to see it till nine or 10. So, um, there you have it. I try to be respectful of when like 
I don't mind you sending me stuff early in the morning because sometimes I do get up earlier. Mm-hmm. And you also know that that's when I'm up and doing my best work. Right. But I also, like, I try to be respectful of, like, when you're in bed with, you know, I yeah. mean, I mean, you're going to sleep mm-hmm. and reading a book and that's your quiet time or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I, I do my best work while I'm on here. It looks like a, I was actually just thinking though, I need to, I, I, I don't, I do my best work at night. Mm-hmm. But I really need to flip it. I need to start getting up about five thirty, six o'clock every morning. Do you want me to start giving you a wake up call? Uh, my phone is on. Do not disturb House- until seven thirty. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Mm-hmm. No, I do my best work first thing early in the morning. So. Um. No. So. Last week's episode, we talked about the descent into the valley and the ascent to the mountaintop and um, found it. What is it? Adnesh. That's exactly what it was. You're right. Where is it from? The Guji region of Ethiopia. Dang, you're right. Imagine that. Basing our conversation today off of what we talked about yesterday, not yesterday, yesterday week. week. Mm-hmm. Yesterday week, that's a word, right? Yesterday yes, week. It is now, but yesterday week is not a word. Yesterday week, yes. I kind of like it. Yesterday week. Instead of last week? Yeah, I kind of like it too. I told you yesterday it's, week. It's a thing. It is officially a thing. Can we, all right, so we're going to we're gonna brand it and we're going to have yesterday week shirts for the slow trip. Okay. Done. <laughs> so stay tuned. It's going to take us a little bit of time, but we will. It let plays you know. into our whole like time dilemma that we have going on. Yes. Right. Just because we don't have any uh, concept of how it works. Do yesterday, I? Yesterday week, that's perfect. So we did, well, yesterday week, we talked about. How uh, about that domain? Coming up from a valley experience to a mountaintop experience and uh, how Christ leads us into these spaces uh, for different reasons at different times, whether it's a spiritual or emotional mountaintop type experience um, for um, us to be learning something or uh, this happens to be a place in a season of rest. Uh, And we also talked about the that kind of Imar and, or not kind of, but that Imar and proverb of um, we should walk in the present with our eyes on our past, past and our backs to the future and how um, really that's a great metaphor for how we walk with Christ in these seasons, right? So we can keep our eyes at times on the valley knowing where we've come from, trusting that God's leading us out of those seasons as we go up the mountain. And I love that you encouraged me with that after the fact, and I had been texting back and forth with you about how things in Kenya are looking different. And we'll talk about that in in a couple of episodes coming up in the future. But 
not different in a bad way, but the mission in Kenya potentially could be expanding. Yeah. Um, in an unanticipated and, and frankly unplanned for way. Um, but, you know, seeing if this is God opening the door for new, you know, ministry mm-hmm. and, you know, just relating to you, like, this is, this feels really daunting. This feels like more than I'm prepared for. Well, it probably is. And then you being so good to remind me right after we'd recorded that episode yesterday that, <laughs> uh, you know, like, don't turn around and look at the mountain. He'll get you there. Mm-hmm. You know, just let him lead you. So that's what we talked about last week. And I, we felt like this episode that we're getting into now um, really fit well as a follow-up to that. It's interesting because I, in some ways I feel like this episode, we've tried to record this before, this, this topic. Three times. This is a third time. And, and even now, like, it feels a little bit like we're trying to find third gear to even just get into it. So I know you're leading, but I'm just going to dive in and say, here's where we're going and buckle up because we're talking about empathy in our daily Christian walks, right? Mm. And what does that look like and how are we called to that scripturally? And then recognizing that essentially until Christ returns, our world is in constant chaos. And how do we find empathy for others in the midst of chaos and in the chaos of our own lives? So... Um, so take us from there. You know, if you look at us, you, um, and you, and you were to compare us, like we have a lot of similarities. We have a lot of the same like common interests and we have, um, some of the same pet peeves, but at the core Like, um, we're, we're pretty different in, 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 in a lot of ways. And we've talked about this before, how, um, like with Cisterna, like if you, if you took me out of it mm-hmm. and you just looked, you could probably like power your way through and like just rush the line and get it done. But it would be more madness than method. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm glad that thing kicked on because I was getting hot. Okay, I was getting up to turn it off again. For It'll be all right. All right. I think, I think it'll be fine. Um. You are a big picture person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like what you were t- texting me about, about Kenya um, a couple days ago or whenever it was. Right. You text me about that and like it, um, 
not that it's a bad thing to want that to happen. Like what could happen. Mm -hmm. But I know just as well as you do that if either of us wanted it to happen, we could make it happen mm-hmm. on our own account. Mm-hmm. And it may not be what's in plan for us. Right. So, and, and to your point too, about being able to just put your head down and power through. And I feel like God has worked with me and on my own heart a lot in this last year to come into a season where I know I still have the ability or that I can um, do that or or reach into those skill sets if I have to, but I don't, like I don't want to, like I don't want to fly solo anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, It feels better to be able to kind of intuit what God's plan is, even if that means being very, very patient and waiting, which I'm not, haven't been good at for the longest time, but like I'm learning mm-hmm. to get to those places because it is um, kind of just ramrodding your way through, like you said, is more madness than method. And so like in, in my own life, it's, I'm, I'm seeking the spaces more of like, okay, even if this is painfully hard to wait and be patient, um, I'm going to do it, you know? And I guess like in, we'll talk more. I, it's still like what we keep kind of dancing around referencing this conversation about the mission in Kenya. So I'll just go ahead and kind of set up some of it. Um, and it's, it's kind of a moving target even now on the ground. Like I've, I've had contact from several different people uh, today and calls tomorrow. There's meetings that are happening. But essentially, the mission project that I lived at and served on 20 years ago um, is kind of in a transitory status from one mission organization to another. And in that, there are, there's some confusion. And, and so church leadership has kind of reached out to me. AGC leadership has reached out to me to potentially facilitate a transitory plan for older Gacy and, you know, try to keep it going. Put and a missionary there and... Right. And so, um, so that's kind of what we're, we're talking about and we're dancing around it cause nothing set in stone. We don't know what's well, going on. We don't on. know everything about it. Yeah. And I haven't even heard the full, like the, I'm getting a prospectus letter from the Bishop of the AGC in Kenya this week. So to figure out kind of next steps, but to the point that you were making, like, obviously this is something that's close to my heart. Yeah. Like it's where I, it's where I, I, first worked fully fledged in international missions Mm -hmm. um you know i knew i was called to be a missionary from i I think from when i was 13 on 
at Indian Springs. I, I knew that was the calling for me and in all my life. And, and so, you know, at 18, 19 years old, living that out for the first time there, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so put a lot of blood and sweat and tears into that place and made some some lasting friendships. And, I mean, fortunately, some of those, two of those guys we get to work with now in northern Kenya too. So, um, it's, uh, it's a powerful part of my life. And, and, and so there's the desire, the want to put my head down and push through it. Now, to your point, as I think this, I, I was going somewhere with all of that. And, and to your point, and this is going to tie up what I had just said to with the, a bow and then I'll hand it back over to you for the next part. But, um, within all of that, three years ago when we first went with Beehive to Older Gacy and it was sort of the beginnings of this transition stuff, um, I made a pretty arrogant kind of claim of, you know, talking to Daniel Meissen and just saying like, no matter what, we're going to make sure that this place this stays open. This yeah. stays up, yeah. And it's like, man, I mean, it, the multi, multi layers of arrogance that God has since <laughs> been working out of me painfully at times. Um, but to assume that, you know, with all of my put my head down and power through, I could make something like that happen. And it's like, he has a plan. You know, um, a plan that's been at work from the beginning. And um, this time last year, when I was in Kenya in November 2021, full circle, three years later, Myson, I had said these things that, you know, I couldn't, you know, I shouldn't have said and couldn't, it's not up on me or you or us but what we know that God's plan is right now is the establishment of a church in Lysamas, in Nairobi, and to the Rindile people of northern Kenya and Marsabit County, and now to Omulti, this new church that's being established. So, like, I clearly can put my finger on. I know that's where God's calling us. And as soon as I let it go, um, as we prepare for this trip, it seems like God saying, okay, maybe now, you know, mm-hmm. you, you had to get to this place where, you know, you take yourself out and mm-hmm. I had a great meeting today with a uh, pastor of a church here in Macon and a good friend of mine. And, uh, he was talking about reading the parables and the gospels. And he goes, you know, we as a modern church tend to, read a gospel story with ourselves as the main character. And if we're reading it Mm. like it's about us, we're missing so much, right? You know, like every single story, every single parable, everything in the gospels is framed. The entire Bible is framed about and is about God and God's love and God's plan and so when Jesus is telling these parables, he's talking about himself, 
you know, the kingdom of God is, mm-hmm. is now here among us, right? And um, the minute that we miss that, we're missing the whole thing, right? So just going to be thinking about that, um, you know, lately. So anyway. So what I was saying about, like, you are end result. Like, that is, and I guess maybe, like, with the line of work that I'm in, maybe I've gotten out of the habit of thinking that way just because everyone approaches, everyone approaches me with a project of, this is where we want to be. This is where we are now. Can you figure out the gray area from point A to B? Mm -hmm. And I guess I've done that so long that that's just kind of my mindset now. Um, Because used to, I mean, I loved having great grand ideas. But I guess rational thinking over the last eight to ten years has molded my mind a a little differently than... than, uh, what it would be or what it used to be. Um, uh, we talked about yesterday week. We, we talked about, <laughs> we talked about, um, like if, if we were to turn and a matter of fact, I said this in the, in the text to you, matter, I'm going to pull it up so I can say it word for word. you said ultra casey has really been on my heart all morning it's been a teary spiritual or spiritually emotional kind of morning really praying hard about it and this and that was the that was the next day mm-hmm. after we recorded. And I said, we just got to remember to stay out of the way and like, and let God do his thing. He'll bring us in when he needs us. Don't turn around and look up that mountain. Right. Because as soon as you do, you're going to try to find your own way up mm-hmm. or you're going to look at it as a unreachable goal. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's too big. Right. Yeah. So like a, we're meant in the Christian walk, whether you're going into a valley or out of a valley, um, like you're, you're not meant to do it alone. A, you've got, I'm going to use a cliche, the whole footprints in the sand thing. Right. Um, like, I mean, God's carrying you through. He, he's the one that you've got community with but you also have fellow believers people that are that are put into your life mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about this several weeks ago maybe in uh Christian by default um how like our pasts we're bringing in so many episodes our pasts shape who we are in the future right like things that things that we do in the past or um, experiences that we have, they shape how we 
view things, how, how we perceive things in the future, they create our personality. And then two, the experiences that we have are something that eventually going to happen for someone else. So experiences that you've had, I've not had. I've had experiences that you haven't had. Mm -hmm. The experiences that I have are relatable. Or someone else is able to relate to my experiences better than they can, than they are yours. True. And then you have people that mm-hmm. do the same. So essentially, it's it's a um, like if we accept that we're on a slow descent into chaos, and it's only going to get worse. Like nothing. I mean, nothing is ever going to be any better than it is now uh, and, until Christ returns. Right. I mean, we can, well, I think you gotta, I think you gotta unpack that a little bit. I don't think you can just fling out there. Hey, we're on a slow descent into chaos and nothing's going to ever be as good as it is right now. I mean, I know we're, I, I'm tracking with you, but, okay, without, but just to help without, without a outside force. So right. if you so if you look at um, we're we're in all right. Let me tie into let me tie into what I was uh, doing. And I think where you're while you're you're getting that reference, what what you're what you're talking about is basically like what it says in scripture: of like the whole earth is groaning mm-hmm. as though it's in labor pains for the day of Christ's return, right? When all creation is made new and perfect again. And so when we talk about, well, we're into a slow descent into chaos, that's kind of the macro level we're talking about, right? That that all of creation from the first fall, Adam and Eve, first sin, when our first father Adam falls, from that point on, descent into chaos. And Earth 1.0 descended rapidly quick mm-hmm. right so much so that god literally flood it yeah literally what so the fall is genesis 3 and so five chapters later you know hundreds of years but five chapters from genesis 3 to genesis 8 and we're going to start with earth 2.0 we're mm-hmm. going to scrub it all clean and we're going i think we're going to talk about some of the stuff Kind of the crazy physics of... uh, That's another episode. Yeah, that's coming up in another... And I thought about this, too, as we're getting ready for this one, because we haven't mentioned it yet, but like this descent into chaos that we're talking about is the term in physics of entropy, Mm -hmm. which is a thermodynamic principle of basically from the the inception point. I have the definition, because I was going to bring it in. I was actually literally about to tie it in. Right. So entropy is a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechanical work. It is a lack of order or predictability, a gradual decline into disorder. Right. So essentially in a closed system. Right. This is why a perpetual motion device can never work. They're impossible. So far. I'm working on one. Keep working. Um, I have thought about perpetual motion devices a lot. So that's one of the things we're we're similar at because Uh, those are like 
yeah um every every now and then i'm like i think it's still possible it's not it's but, not but um i well, think the same thing i wake up in the middle, middle yeah. of the night i'm like would that work no no right so yeah but, but essentially like breaking it down into layman's terms like on a long enough timeline um in a closed system whether it's physics or you know the entire earth as the closed system there is a descent into chaos uh or randomization of order um and so all things slowly come unwound right right so Um, with so with um so you always have a loss of energy in thermodynamics you um the second law of thermodynamics says that entropy always increases with time. Mm-hmm. So you have a energy loss through friction, right? Um, or g- going back to perpetual motion devices. Um, I mean, the most popular one is a water wheel that feeds itself, right? Right, and that throws off the center of gravity, and then eventually stops working. So entropy builds and builds and builds until it's just complete to to its complete end. Um, a perpetual motion device can work with an outside fact, which at that point is not a perpetual motion device. It is no longer a closed system. It so you can increase energy input for a specific result. Um, in our case, we have Christ. So if with all the craziness that's going on, all the insanity that that is the world today, if interjecting the love of Christ is what reduces the so-called entropy that that is right well I'm, and, I, and i'm glad that you brought it back to christ as quickly this time i think we could because you and i we've we've sat with this for a while and we've talked about it there's a tendency to to lose the lose yourself in the metaphor if we talk too much too long about thermodynamics but basically what we're talking about is all of creation being a closed system and from the point of creation on a timeline without e- even without any outside forces because of the way that creation is we slowly descend into systems that are further and further away from what Christ's design was and that the acting agent of change like with thermodynamics and entropy is heat or you know some other form of energy like what we're talking about is christ as that acting agent mm-hmm. from the outside in right. on the system um and when we talked about it before it does remind me of the japanese robot installation i can't help myself right mm-hmm. and the whole idea there of creating this robot as an art sculpture that leaks hydraulic hydraulic fluid 
and then its whole purpose is to scrape up the floor and recollect the hydraulic fluid and like it's such a melancholy piece and and the artists were brilliant in their forethought because you watch it now and it's it, it's almost tear jerking mm-hmm. you know because when they put they first installed it it, it would interact with the crowd yeah it would dance and play and spin around and then it would realize okay i need to collect some of this hydraulic fluid that i'm leaking and get it back into my you know reservoir and so then it would do, but over time it's just constantly collecting so that it can keep itself alive right like as it's gone on and on and on like all of the mechanics all of the workings the like the hydraulic fluid is getting you know more and more viscous it's leaking more it's now gone beyond even like it can't even interact with the crowds anymore it's just its whole life is trying to its whole life is a catch-22 yeah trying to to preserve itself Mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing about what we have in the gospel right is a way out of that system Mm -hmm. you you think about it there's individuals in in our own lives the people that we know that are very much like that of like trying to do all of this on their own right and the gospel offers us a way out um can we can we put in the link to the video of that robot in the show notes i, just, I mean so we're going to drop it in if you are interested in a little if you if you want to feel deep emotions about a robot <laughs> that's not wally check out the link in the show notes um but uh because it, it does it's another way to think about what we're talking about um but yeah you know thankfully the gospel gives us a way out from that system so the way that the gospel well gospel gives a way out but if we come to the realization that christianity is meant to be done alone you're right. meant to be in community. Mm-hmm. Um, with my experiences and with your experiences, with okay, let me go back. With my mindset and with your mindset in the approach of Cisterna, mm-hmm. we work really well together. Yeah. Because our differences complement one another. Mm-hmm. Would you not say? I would agree. Okay, mm-hmm. so my experiences have brought my understanding to this point. Mm-hmm. Same with yours. Right. They just so happen to align well enough to where we can successfully do something. Okay. Mm-hmm. In applying that to community in Christianity or community in our walk together in Christ my experiences is something that someone else can relate to. So I can share my empathetic feeling. I can share my empathy with someone else in their chaos because I've already gone through that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering where that was going to get pulled back into. And that's not what you're talking about too. Isn't just specifically, um, like similar mindset stuff but i guess we're we are allowed to go through the valleys we're allowed to go through yeah. the harder seasons of life because 
of free will because that's how we were created. Mm -hmm. You know, we were given the choice and uh, sometimes... Sometimes we choose right, sometimes we don't. Right. And sometimes the choices we make lead to consequences that we have to, you know, pay for and walk through. And it's in that, in as much as it's in, we share the same joys in the good times, we can empathize with... In the bad. Yeah, with others in the bad. And that there are certain experiences... Like you and I have talked about, you and I, like we've said, like our backgrounds are different, our Christian walks are different, our testimonies are different, but the things that I've dealt with that have been sin issues in my own life, those things, and we've talked about it even in the like, like episodes like Back Again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wish, had I known now, you know, back then I would have changed and done things so much well, yeah. differently. Yeah. And I wish that I could. And then, you know, God's example of grace is you don't get to know what would have been mm-hmm. right. And then you shared and you, you know, you were really encouraging with me in that when we were talking about it of just this whole, you know, think about those individuals that you can now speak into their lives in an impactful way that someone else might not, right? So there's a there has to be a willingness for us to to share ourselves in community with individuals that are going through similar struggles or experiences, um, but that we're allowed we're allowed to walk through those valleys, a because we have free will and we're given the choice, but b in that God's redeeming grace redeems even the messiest of those situations and the messiest of those valleys to be a good, right? Yeah. So there's two there's two outcomes. Right. Either you can let it defeat you mm-hmm. or you can share I mean you can you can let it harden you. Mm-hmm. You can let it turn turn you away, you can let it do whatever. Um, make you bitter, resentful, hateful, whatever right. you want to call it. So C.S. Lewis has a... Well, what's the second option? This. Okay. Sorry. No, I see. I didn't uh, I didn't complete my first thought, did I? <laughs> I'm like, there, there's one, and then C.S. Lewis. <laughs> which, I mean, I'm going to take all day, you know, because I'm a big C.S. Lewis I'm a fan of Jack, so fire away. All right, so there's no safe investment. To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything in your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. Mm. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, and airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, and irredeemable. The alternative to tragedy, or at least the risk of tragedy, Mm -hmm. is damnation. 
the only place outside of heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers and perturbations of love is hell. Mm. And so within that, the two options are you let nothing, like if we take it back to physics and entropy, right? Mm -hmm. End of the day, there's only two things that can happen. One, it descends into absolute chaos, right? Whatever the system is. Mm -hmm. And frankly, the world is headed that direction. Or, two, it's acted upon from an outside so outside force. Bingo. Which is, in this case, Christ's love. And we get deputized to be the change agents. I like that. Yeah, right? Um, our belief in the gospel deputizes us to be the change agents for others in their free mm -hmm. fall of entropy. Yeah. And that's what so it's So we all can about. choose to use our experiences... Mm -hmm. To harden our heart. Right. To shut us down. Or we can choose to share those and share the light of Christ through our trials. And mm. Yeah. Your air is so big in here. Mm -hmm. Like it's so loud. Well, we're... S That's the return and the vent. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'll cut that out. Yeah. We were on such a good roll. Dude, I know. It does feel like it's about time for a break. I think so. Do um, you want to button it up? If I can encourage, because I know that we have said it ourselves, and maybe we've mentioned it on the podcast a time or two, but the closer we get to, or the more episodes that we do, um, the the more coffee that we drink together, the more that we grow in our relationship together in our relationship with with Christ the more i realize that i want to see people saved mhm mm i want i know eventually i'll stand before the throne and i'll have to give an account for everything and i want there to be people that are lined up behind me because of the work that we're doing now. Yeah. Like, and we've said it before and the more I'm in it, the more it becomes evident that like it is, there's nothing else but it. Right. And that is everything that we do pushes the narrative of the great commission. Like right. I, as listeners of the slow drip, I hereby deputize you <laughs> to go be a change agent. Yeah. So For it's, else. yeah, it's really all about the gospel at the end yeah. of the day. Right? And whether we're in Kenya at the AGC yep, or we're in Turkey or Bolivia or Bolivia, Southeast Asia or Macon. Yeah wherever yeah like i just i want to see disciples made yeah that's what i want because if we can create a chain reaction 
of inter- interjecting Christ's love. Like me and you facing the world, not gonna, it's not gonna be much. But two become four, become eight, become 16, 32, 64. I mean, and just keep, right, keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I mean, I just, I don't know. That's, it's just been on my mind a good bit. So I just want to be encouraging to someone who may not have gone through that chaos yet. Right. And the reality is, as we wrap up, it's in the moments when we feel like we have nothing to give that we probably have the most to give, right? You know, so that there are, I think there are times when we, um, we don't act on those promptings because we feel like um, either there's too much chaos in our own lives or we don't have anything to give or, you know, we're not good enough. And the reality is we're called, mm-hmm. we're just called to step out and, you know, like you I'm said, trying my best to right? be obedient in that. And that's tough because yeah. the easiest thing is, well, it'll fall on deaf ears or nah, they don't, they don't care about my opinion. You, the only thing that will never ever grow is not planting a seed. Yeah. So that's it. That's a surefire way of not having a harvest. Mm-hmm. Not ever planting. So I'm happy to plant. Me too. Every day, whether it be coffee trees, shade trees, whatever. It's been a good one, Matt. It has. Hope you guys feel encouraged. Um, as we do, as we talk about being change agents and all of that, we're not gonna we're not gonna hype up a bunch of other things in the show notes. Um, but if you do want an opportunity to get connected with the work that's being done around the world in impactful ways, the link in the show notes is one way to give to the church project that we have in northern Kenya. We'll be talking more about it in coming episodes. Uh, I will be there in about five weeks. We're talking about doing an episode while I am abroad. Um, It's going to be interesting. Well, if we can figure out the logistics of all of it. But um, that link is in the show notes if you want to give and support that. Uh, Otherwise, thanks for joining us this week, uh, and we'll be back with you next week. Let's take a break. It sounds like a good time for a break. Let's take a break. It's a good one, bud. Mm.